I'm Jeremy Greer. There'll be peace when you are done. I'm Chris Mosier. Lay your weary head to rest. And where's Steven? Steven, where you at, boy? Don't you cry no And this is Monster of the Week, a creepy but necessary podcast about the TV show Supernatural. And as you've heard, we are down a man this week. Um, Steven has taken a leave of absence from the podcast for a little bit. For all those people thinking that there's some dreadful behind-the-scenes drama, there totally is, and we're totally not telling you what it's about. So. <laughs> <laughs> In all seriousness, um, he just he just couldn't have time for the podcast due to some personal and job stuff so no no weird drama in the background at all it's just yeah but also if i didn't know him i would want to hunt him so i I would i mean i'm hunting him right now so (laughs) and i do know him um so this week it'll be me and chris uh we don't have really a plan going forward because it's me and chris (laughs) we don't really plan this shit at all (laughs) realizing Um, like how how much steven kept is organized is a frightening concept (laughs) yeah it's 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 um like just you know just some real basic stuff that we're gonna have to figure out going forward um i guess in the meantime several of you have reached out and said if um you guys you know been if if we ever did have guests that you would be interested if you still are, send us a DM on Twitter at MOTWCast, and uh, we'll try to figure some of that stuff out, because we might have some guests, we might have some quasi-permanent host, or me and Chris could have so much fun without Steven that we could just say, fuck everybody and do it ourselves. We Ooh, may not even just, release the podcast anymore. We might just listen to it by ourselves. <laughs> this is just for us. <laughs> just make sure that if you are uh, applying to be a guest, that you do submit uh, your own personal fan fiction Um I want at least two thousand words on that. So Abs- uh, absolutely, yeah. Just we're yeah. talking single spaces, <laughs> twelve point font. No cheating. We're going to no need five cheating. pages. I'm not even opening the application if there's if I don't see um, Destiel written somewhere. <laughs> You're just going to control F as soon as you open it. <laughs> Destiel right. not there. Denied. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> denied. Um, well, so should we get into uh, the road so far? Let's do it. Yeah, on the road so far. Uh, previous on Monster of the Week. The boys still have not kissed yet. Dean has been framed for the murder of several people by a shifter. Sam and Dean pissed off a vampire hunter named Gordon, and no one knows anything about the yellow-eyed demon or how to deal with it. Um, And full disclosure, Steven usually writes these. (laughs) I I don't normally do it, so hopefully that was okay. And, that uh, sounded good to me. <laughs> it sounded really good. Yeah, that was a group effort. So this week we're covering three episodes. Episode uh, 2, 10, n- nope. Season 2, episode 9, 10, and 11. Episode 9 is Croatoan, and uh, even though he's not with it's the episode podcast. episode 13, just, right? No, no, no. It's episode 13 oh, of up. the podcast. <laughs> it's, epi- it's season Cut. 2, episode 9. Cut! Cut! <laughs> Don't worry. Again. <laughs> we'll fix it in post. Okay. Um, <clears throat> And uh, Stephen, although he doesn't have enough time to do the podcast with us anymore, he can still write in our um, episode synopses that Chris is reading. So we're, we're glad we still have that. Thank you so much, Stephen. Um, okay, so we're going to start off with episode nine, right? Yep. Messed it up a minute ago. So, Croatoan. In a small Oregon town, Sam is infected by a supernatural vi- virus that sweeps friends and hunks into a frenzy of violence. <laughs> I I caught the change before you even made the change. <laughs> I was a little slow on that one. 
so I just want to go ahead and say, Stephen, uh, this episode synopsis is actually uh, incorrect. It's totally let's... incorrect. Yeah, like it's it's not a spoiler to say, um, like Sam does not get infected by this supernatural virus. It just doesn't happen. Like that's the whole episode hinges around the fact that he didn't get infected. Like that's right. the whole point of this. <laughs> Whatever. These episode synopses are never. I it, they're startlingly inaccurate at times. I know. I know. God. It's... Or I'm they're so just completely spoiling. <laughs> so we don't have to hear about how inaccurate his episodes and episodes are anymore. <laughs> Poor guy. All right. Um, this episode is cold is, open. Yeah, it's pretty good. I do not like this um, slow motion effect that we're going to see over mm-hmm. the next few episodes. Like this is like it just. It's like they just like. It's not actual slow motion. It's I'm going to show a frame for longer than is intended, yeah. and then move to like five frames ahead. So it's kind of feels like slow-mo but it just looks awful but it's not yeah it's not slow-mo it's like and it's clearly a a choice that somebody made you know it's not a mistake somebody chose for it to look like this um and it's a weird directing trick and i don't think even within these chunk of episodes i don't think this is the last time something like this happens um but no, I, no. Well, yeah, I, I, I actually haven't gone past this chunk of episode, so I don't know if that's true or not. I just think it's inc- incredibly ineffective, and it doesn't really get across what it should be. And I know it's kind of trying to maybe add a weight to the actions on screen, or mm-hmm. um, allow them to seem more kinetic when they're actually not, because they can't like show the violence the way that they want to, or whatever. Um, it just doesn't seem... It doesn't really work for me. And I get it's kind of like that like blood pumping, like heartbeat sign of slowed down, everything's getting hazy and weird, but it just kinda looks weird. See, I didn't I didn't even get that far into it. I just didn't understand yeah. I don't I don't understand the choice. I don't like it. Um no, but we get I. our we get our cold open, which is almost entirely filmed with it. And um it's Dean walking into a room with a man tied to a chair, and the man is saying, you know, it's not in me, it's not in me. There are some other people we don't know in the room, and Dean just totally clips the dude with a gun. Yeah, and, the guy basically uh, begging not to be shot and Dean shooting him. And Dean just cold blooded cold cold blooded killing him, uh, which is kinda creepy. Um, but of course it's supernatural. So, you know, it's a dream and it's one of Sam's dreams. He wakes up. Does he wake up laying on the floor, Chris? He does wake up laying on the floor. He was just tossing and turning. He was just getting a little upset or he was down there. So there's either he tossed and turned and fell out of the bed. That's one option. Another option is that he sleeps Mm -hmm. on the floor or like some sort of freak. Um, I mean, maybe of the, of the two options, I'm leaning towards number two. Yeah. Um, he was down there doing sit-ups perhaps. That's okay. option number okay. three. And then you he's think trying, he you know, fell asleep doing sit-ups? Yeah, he was <laughs> working that, that core, then he gets struck by the vision, <laughs> and he falls, you know, he just can't get back up. Um, but his core is tight still, so there's no question about that. Uh, the core is tight. Core is four tight. is that he was just, you know, wandering about the room when he was struck with it, and then he just fell down, and he happened to be laying directly next to the bed. And I don't know if it, like, if that was just to help the framing of the shot or to just show that like, well, we can't have Sam laying in bed because we don't want it to seem like he was asleep and had a dream. He's supposed to be that like another vision has struck him and there's an urgency to it and not just a, Hey, I just woke up and had this weird dream because it started off with him having dreams about Jess while he was asleep. But it, it, I forgot that that ramped up into him having them like while he was awake and just walking around. Yeah. yeah. So I'm wondering if like the direction was just, okay, we're framing the shot like this. Uh, Jared, you're laying in bed. And then they were like, wait, 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 they, he shouldn't be in bed. He's not. He's not like sleeping. We don't want yeah. to communicate that. Just prop him up so and, uh, just... and put him in front of a porn tape. No, we already did that yeah. in another episode. <laughs> we already did that. Yeah, it's just him with his pants around his ankles, having a vision. Like fuck. Ah, ah. 
<laughs> and oh, Dean man. walks in, he's like, I don't know what I'm seeing right now. <laughs> <laughs> Truly the worst kind of edging. <laughs> oh. So I don't know, yeah, if it's just a weird thing. They didn't want to communicate that he was asleep or not. But anyway. Before, well, real quick, because I had, I had option five that I, I really thought that Sam somehow lost a bet to Dean and that he wasn't allowed to sleep in a hotel room <laughs> bed for like, you know, like five nights or something. You know, that's like a typical brother, like, well, yeah. you know, I'll do your laundry for five days if you blah, blah, blah. That's, but yeah, that doesn't make Maybe sense. they got out one of those uh, black lights that they keep in the trunk and they scan the, the motel room. And yep. Sam decided, you know what? The floor is cleaner nope. than the bed. I'm going to sleep down here. <laughs> What's the line from uh, The Office when they do that? At the, um, I don't know why I keep quoting The Office so much on this podcast, but um, Michael Scott has a hotel room. He's trying to throw a party in it, and um, <laughs> he opens up the blacklight, and there's just shit everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I don't remember who. Someone looks at him and says, it's either blood, semen, or urine. And he goes, God, I hope it's urine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Out of the three. Uh, fuck Mary Hunt. Blood semen. No, anyway, let's not get it. Okay. Uh, Sam and Jean decide to go to Oregon because yeah. uh, on the back wall was a thing, and Sam looked it up online and found it was only in this one town, yada, yada, yada. Um, so now this is obviously becoming a trend where they, they notice a detail that is able to help them, and all I can think is that if the visions are supposed to have any purpose, that it would serve a purpose like... That, that psychically like pointing something out like the the mind like the power is focusing in on something that can actually like do something with it because mm-hmm. Ava has the same thing in the last episode or group of episodes um, where she sees um, oh no wait this that's, that's this, this, this this week <laughs> that's yeah. this week you're jumping ahead <laughs> and we're not there the yet episode. but <laughs> same thing happens to another character so spoilers <laughs> but yeah um, they're, they're always able to pick something out like specifically and at first it's almost like a joke when sam's like drawing a tree and being like oh, i recognize this tree <laughs> like fuck you sam no you don't um where he's wandering around like the, the suburban neighborhood looking for that family yeah. and he just walks up to that woman with the baby in the stroller like not creepy yeah. at all and she's like i have 911 already on the phone <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing that his visions don't strike him in the middle of conversations with people because he would be a fucking yeah. weirdo hunk or no um I just want to call attention to the fact that uh, season two is really ramping up their their use of all of the original music. Uh, mm-hmm. I've listened to the soundtrack a couple of times. I had the idea to start including some of that in the podcast, but I, I just kind of like the way that the podcast kind of goes right now. So I doubt I'm going to do yeah. that unless we like one of us decides like, hey, we, we should definitely put something here. But there's definitely a lot less like interstitial back in black stuff and a lot more just like orchestral um, guitar, like real chug guitars and things like yeah. that. So I don't know how I don't know how to talk about music at all. <laughs> well, they have to get those outside shots of the roadhouse, and that's taken away from the budget. So exactly. they have to uh, they have to cut back on the licensed music. Music. So anyway, <laughs> Sam walks into the motel room with a case of beer. Sam's like, "Yo, we got to go to Oregon. I had a vision," and so they jet off to Oregon. Yeah. Um, Dean's not real super enthusiastic about this, uh, but they he still goes because it's you know some weird shit. Uh, they pull up into this town and just like walk over to somebody because Sam recognized him. He's the he was one of the guys in the dream. Um, this turns out to be somebody named Sarge, and uh, mm-hmm. Sarge does not want to give Dean a lot of information until Dean recognizes uh, his military tattoo. And you know, because of all of Dean's military knowledge from his dad, like they <laughs> they become buddies. Is this yeah. is this how the military works? Like, if my dad was in like the Navy, could I go up to a seaman and be like, "Hey, man, like my dad, we're cool." I, I don't. <laughs> I don't really think so, but I think that there's certainly a level of respect amongst servicemen that, you know, he's saying, you know, they, this guy is calling, or Dean is calling it out on this guy. So he's mm-hmm. like, okay, I, repre- I appreciate that you know what that is. And he opens up just enough to be like, okay, wait, what's going on? Who are you looking for? 
Um, and Sam says, well, no, you know, it's nobody, it's nothing important. This kid, he's not in trouble. We just have to ask him a couple questions. Uh, I don't remember how they identify who it is. I'm sure Sam looked him up somewhere. Yeah. Um, he just says like, Hey, there's going to be a guy. He's got a scar on his forehead. <laughs> like, yeah, that's right. That's he's right. about 23. Like, that's, I mean, it's just like a general, it's like the most and Sarge was like, are you, are you talking about Harry Potter? <laughs> <laughs> we talking to Harry Potter over here? Uh, oh man! <laughs> the, uh, uh, the the military thing just really bugs me for some reason. And I don't it is know a little bit weird. It it's like I, f- I feel like it's something that exists on TV shows and not actually mm-hmm. in the real world. I think that's what bugs it's, me about it. It's Dean sort of being like a phony in like a regular way and not in a Dean Winchester way. Like that's something that like a, a phony dude would say. Well, oh hey man, uh, well we're cool, man. Uh, my dad was in the army too. Like you know we're bros. Yeah. He'd be like, "Fuck you! You weren't in the army." Um, uh, but they walk but yeah. away and search for uh, Dwayne, which is uh, the, the kid that Dean shoots in Sam's dream. Um, mm-hmm. But they see the word Croatoan carved into a telephone pole, which you know. Then all of a sudden, Sam has like this extended. Well, Dean, it's blah 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 blah. Um, yeah. And we're going to get to Sam Croatoan. just shoulders into that that telephone pole too, and then happens to look back at it, and notices <laughs> the does. word carved into it. It's he like just... the most conspicuous shit ever. <laughs> I'd forgotten about the just literally running into the telephone pole with the yeah. clue on it. God, they're so lucky with these clues, man. I guess that's they're what so the lucky. visions are for or something. Um, have you, but the um, idea behind have you ever, have you ever thought cool. about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever thought about Sam's visions and like the perspective? Like, is he just a fly on the wall? Or like, I it's think weird about that this he's constantly. Not, <laughs> it's weird that he's not seeing through Dean's eyes or yeah, does he through see somebody it like yeah. supernatural is filmed? <laughs> exactly. Like, or is he just like a fly even... on the wall, just observing the events happening? Like, what is it? Does he ever think to himself, like, wow, this is an absurdly direct, well-directed <laughs> dream? Yeah. Having. Or is it just what supposed is with to the be... slow-mo in my dream? Oh, man. Is it just supposed to be like he is, he's there, like, in his dream? Like, he just is seeing it as if he's there? Um, we don't know. We don't. If any of the fans um, out there know, please let yeah, us know. If anybody has a theory, monsteroftheweek.cool slash contact. Yeah. Um, does, well, uh, actually, do we have any... Do I? I said. I just said. Well, actually. Well, actually. Um, um, does does Dad I don't have, have official, anything about Croatoan? I don't have official uh, Croatoan uh, knowledge because I was reading through the Wikipedia page, and it's way less spooky and fun than I thought it was. But it was essentially. Um, it was the pause for searching. You have to cut this little part out. Thanks. Just add like five more minutes to my Sorry. day in two weeks in the future. <laughs> Sorry. <Jeremy. laughs> okay, it is a lost colony of Roanoke. Um, it was just an early settler colony where, according to the lore of Supernatural, everybody mysteriously disappeared. Uh, in, less, in, in real life, it's slightly less mysterious. There's still some um, mystery about like what actually happened to these people. Uh, realistically, they just kind of went back to where they came from when their uh, s- settlement wasn't going so well but the word croatoan was carved into a tree and that is supposedly you know a real thing that happened uh and it was the name of a nearby island but there's been a lot of uh mythology applied to that word and sam of course being the spooky guy that he is immediately recognizes this uh although communicating it to dean at first doesn't go so well although so they have a little fun bit here but what's even funnier is how fast dean turns around on his knowledge of the subject uh, he starts off Dean making like schoolhouse rock jokes, thinking like, "Yeah, you know." The- he's like, "No, I went to school. I know how a bill becomes law." And he's like, "That's." And I think Sam is like, "That's not school. That's schoolhouse rock." Yeah, <laughs> Dean's like, "Whatever, same thing." But then, like a second later, Dean's like, "Oh wait, no, I do know what you're talking about with Crowtelling." Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess that, that does seem like something that they would 
be aware of peripherally at least um they they decided like they're going to be in over their heads a little bit which is a yeah. remarkably astute call for Sam and Dean this early in an episode but of course they don't, they're only doing it for dramatic effect to show that the telephones like they don't have a signal they walk over to a an actual phone booth <laughs> with the landline yeah. which is i like i had to like really think in like 2002 if those things were still around and i, I don't know but um but yeah, they they walk over to a landline like, and that's dead too. So like, there's some shit going on, and then they decide to keep investigating. They yeah. decide to go visit Dwayne's house. Um, they at this point they're pretending to be marshals. Dwayne's little brother or older brother, or whatever, um, answers the door, and him and Dad are being super creepy. Like yeah. they're asking. I actually you know, what, I like this scene a lot. I like the setting or yep. um, the way it shot them walking up to the house. And it just, it gives off such a great horror movie vibe without going too over the top. Uh, cause it's that middle of the day kind of horror, like that, uh, something's wrong in suburbia type mm-hmm. of horror. Uh, I mean, not exactly that, but they go up to the house and just immediately, you know, something's wrong. Uh, but it's not wrong enough to necessarily call it out right off the bat. Cause they go up and they're asking about this kid's brother and he's, oh, he's not home right now. Are your parents here? No, then something, I don't remember at all, but well, he's just, the, the kid says thing. something about the mom not being there. And then the dad comes over and like, um, contradicts him. So then, then, you know, Sam and Dean are both like, well, you know, he just said that, oh no, no, she's actually on a, on a fishing vacation with him or something like they're, yeah, it's very it obvious that they're lying. And, um, because they're suspicious and they don't just think, Hey, this family's having some stuff that's totally none of our business. Sam and Dean <laughs> decide to like go around the back and have a conversation and, and like peek through the windows because yeah. they're fucking Winchesters. And Chris, I don't know that I've said this on the podcast, but all Winchesters are creepy. Yep. Yep. Yeah. They think that they're like the Hardy Boys, except they're not like fun, plucky thirteen-year-olds. They're adult men in their twenties who are just like doing sketchy things across the country. They're like what um what the Hardy Boys would be if uh, Dean Koontz wrote that series. Like yeah. he'd be a little <laughs> fucked up, all right? They'd be a little bit fucked up and not quite as good as Stephen King. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't want to. I didn't want to make it good. <laughs> um. But, but they this see, stuff is still really creepy. This stuff is really really creepy. Uh. And. You mentioned like how well this looks and how well this is shot. Outside of the slow mo and our cold open, uh, this whole episode is super mm. creepy. There's a, just like a kind of a, and I, we keep using the word creepy over and over again, but like there's a sense of dread as things start unfolding that I just really, really love. This sets the tone almost immediately. They go around the back, peek in the window, and they see Dad and Junior like with Mom tied up between them. And they're like taking a knife to her yeah. and cutting into her, and then taking a knife to themselves and letting blood drip on her wound, which is it's some real super weird, weird, yeah. occultic stuff going on in there. Um, and they react. The boys can't just like let something like this go. Of course not. So they, they get to bust in. in. Yeah. Uh, and this is like, I mean, we've obviously been wrestling with dean's anger issues and him being able to deal with whatever and he's taken his rage out on vampires he's taken his rage out on sam um but as we've seen in the cold open uh there's a potential for him to be taking out his rage on actual people or not necessarily his rage but like having stepped beyond the boundary of what a hunter is uh which is a man who hunts evil uh this is a man or woman who hunts evil uh and this is like not necessarily that. I mean, it's a person, but they've established many times over that they don't go, like, hunting serial killers and killing them. Like, that's for the law to handle. Like, that's not for them to handle. Uh, and this, although something is seriously wrong, Dean just shoots a dude. I mean, and it, I 
I don't necessarily <laughs> just, disagree with his actions here because they kind of did what they had to do, but like Dean just kills a man. He just straight up murders this guy. Like they break in and the dad runs over to them with, with like brandishing a knife. So, you know, he's threatening Sam and Dean. So like there's a yeah. there's a case for uh self-defense on this despite the fact that Dean literally broke into this dude's house. Yeah, but, despite I the mean, fact that Sam Winchester's seven foot legs could have just roundhoused him <laughs> to the next week, but <laughs> He's gonna um, kick that watched, knife clean out of his hand. Did you see that video the today <laughs> of that uh, of that moose that was chasing their skiers down a ski slope? <laughs> no, <laughs> that <laughs> only sounds awful think, like this. It's it's a lie like this. The only thing I could think of was just like watching Sam run down a hill like at full speed because this moose <laughs> this moose could move. That's I'll see if funny. I can find that and put it in the show notes. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, he, Dean just straight up murders this guy. There's no establishing like that this dude is a demon or that he's been infected or that he's like some sort of shifter or werewolf or Wendigo. Like, there's nothing, mm-hmm. and Dean just fucking clips him. Yeah, Junior t- makes a run for it and jumps out of a window. Sam like goes to chase him and then decides not to shoot. And Dean kind of yeah, gives has- him some shit about it. I think they make it clear that Sam has the opportunity to shoot him. He has the mm-hmm. shot. It's not like, oh, I can't make it. He's too far away. I'm not going to do it. It's it's juxtaposing like that distinct decision for Dean to shoot that one guy and Sam to not shoot this other guy. And I don't think that Sam is necessarily angry at Dean for what he did. He understands the heat of the moment, like the situation. He understands what happens mm-hmm. or what happened. But he also knows that he can't just shoot a kid. Like they don't know what's going on yet, and Sam is totally not okay with shooting a kid in the back. I don't think he'd be okay with shooting a kid in the front, given the situation either. No, no. I mean, because he realizes it's it's a permanent solution to a problem they don't even know the scope of yet. Like that's mm-hmm. that's a that's an end of like that's that's a thing that you do only in the worst scenario is like shoot yeah. somebody that you and you don't not know like what's happening, um, especially when they're running away. Like I'll give Dean some slack about you know the dude was charging at them. Obviously, it was a threat, but the kid was running away. Like he could just literally be terrified. We don't know that yet i mean and i think this just is because he was to... torturing his mom doesn't mean that he's a yeah. monster, right? <laughs> <laughs> he was just bleeding into her blood whatever um but i think this is establishing again without so much of the emotional drama which of course we're getting we're gonna get to that don't you worry um but without so much of it more in an action what decision would you make type situation uh where dean would pull the trigger and sam wouldn't sam would rather wait and yeah. find out he would rather find another way dean would rather go straight to the heart of things and deal with them um and i think that's one of the reasons i, I liked the show so much especially in season two because season two was kind of picking up and fucking running especially for these yeah. like middle season episodes that we're dealing with today um but the way that they pepper in different ways to deal with these ongoing emotional issues that these two boys mm-hmm. have and in the middle of an episode without necessarily calling direct attention to it. Like here it's fine. Literally in the next scene, Dean like, gives Sam some shit about it. So like, they're going to call attention to it, but it's stuff like this where they kind of give you a back and forth while they're dealing with an external yeah. threat that I think is a lot of fun. And um, I think it's safe to say that despite a lot of the creepiness and how much we like to make fun of it, like within the fiction of the world, certainly Sam and Dean are good guys. Like they are doing the right thing. That's how, you know, we're able to pick it apart because that's what we like to do. Um, but they are, you know, they're supposed to be the good guys. They're on the good side of things. But I think situations like these do a really good job of depicting the shades of good, the shades of gray, you know, and then like the shades of bad, I guess, within them. Um, you know, they're, they both have bad parts of them and they're bad in different ways. They both have good parts in them and they're good in different ways. Um, and then of course the through line is they're Winchesters, they're, they're brothers, they're hunters. And that's, 
they're always that at the end of the day. Uh, but the way that they're able to be good in different ways and bad in different ways is always really uh, interesting to watch. Well, and it's and it's it's also interesting because no matter what they actually are, whether they're good or bad, their intentions are almost always noble. Um, mm-hmm. with, with with a few exceptions over the course of the series, because you know, 250 episodes at this point, <laughs> you're going to have some exceptions to every rule. But almost all the time, they're genuinely tr- doing what they think is good, even if it's a bad thing. And I think that's mm-hmm. that's what makes these guys interesting. That's what makes them fun to watch. Uh, yeah, if they were just like squeaky clean good guys, I don't think we'd have 13 seasons of this show. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But anyway, so Sun runs off, and they go back to help Mom, right? Yeah, they pick up Mom and carry Dead Dad and Mom to the hospital, which, hey, props to you. Nice follow-through, Winchesters. Yeah. <laughs> Do they, um, they put them in the back of the Impala? Oh, they did. They totally did. They totally did. Yeah, they put her because in the back of the Impala. Where, there's of a scene like, where he's... Yeah. <laughs> Sam's, like, helping the mom go into the hospital, and then Dean, like, looks both ways and, like, opens up his trunk, and I was like, okay, what gun is he getting out of there? <laughs> no, he pulls a fucking dead body out of there. And just totes that. That dude has to weigh like a like 180, 190, maybe two hundred pounds, and he Dean just totes that dude in there, no problem. Yeah, he's a very strong um, boy. <laughs> yeah, they're they're still pretending to be marshals, so they kind of boss this um, doctor lady around. And now we're at our our central point for the episode. We're going to kind of hang out in this um, general vicinity in this hospital for a while, and we've got a, a doctor who I was convinced I knew her from something else and has <laughs> basically no IMDB presence outside of like that's a weird. handful of things. She does have a very striking presence. Um, she has a, she has like a, a TV face. Like that's what I would yeah. call a TV face. Um, right. She also has an assistant uh, as the form of this girl that we saw earlier in Sam's dream um, or vision or whatever you want to call it. Uh, and yeah, they start investigating like what's happening. Um and Dean immediately thinks it's demons possessing people, like that they're just the whole town is possessed, which yeah. is kind of a leap compared to what they've seen. But I guess if you think about the leap. hotel from season one, I guess that would make sense, right? Yeah, I think that that's something that Dean thinks he can handle, as much as a uh, whole town being possessed is like fucking crazy. Um, mm-hmm. Dean thinks they faced demons before; we can face them again. Like we have our, we have tricks, we have things we can do to deal with them he thinks that he you know he's got that covered and uh i mean he just just did the whole crossroads thing so did he yes he did yeah. sorry i thought that yeah. was this week but i literally just edit- edited that episode today i don't know why i'm wrong but yeah, anyway it doesn't week. matter <laughs> <laughs> he's, he was just he was just talking to a demon he was just able to trick one with a devil's mm-hmm. trap so he's probably as much as that's a big conclusion to jump to it's almost safe it's something yeah. that he can understand and get behind and I- and I, I I keep forgetting that anytime Sam's visions are involved, it always has involved the yellow eyed demon. So that's why mm-hmm. they jump to demons so quick on all of this stuff. I always forget yeah. that because that's that's a that's a key point of all of this. Um, Dean decides to go investigate the ways out of town while Sam kind of holds it holds the fort. Um, Dean goes out, and this this sequence of scenes are just amazing. With him yeah. driving out of town, finding an abandoned car, there's blood all over it driving kind of further down the road and then there's like four or five parked cars with a bunch of like <laughs> a bunch of like redneck looking dudes with sawed offs yeah. like telling him to get the fuck home right but one of them is junior the guy that sam didn't shoot earlier mm-hmm. and they're just casually standing there and yeah these scenes are really well put together they're really really creepy they're really evocative this is one of the few episodes that in some ways i feel like um is at a disadvantage due to only being 45 minutes long. Like a lot of mm-hmm. episodes uh, go on too long, but this one, it feels like it could have been a full hour and a half length movie 
done right. And I, I don't think that necessarily that would have been the direction to go in, but because these scenes are so evocative, it's like, I almost want to see more of them. I want to see more of Dean driving up there slowly and building that tension as he rolls by that bloody, uh, broken down car and then picks up the knife that he finds there. Way to get your prints all over that, Dino. Um, <laughs> he's not, as it's been proven in the past, he's kind of an idiot about crime. Yes. <laughs> and then he comes around the corner, you know, in there in Oregon, there's just these huge trees everywhere. It's dark and gray out. And he comes around this corner with all of them standing there. And as he's looking at it, like, what the hell? Then one of the guys right up next to him just grabs him. Hey there, you know, he's right in Dean's window suddenly. Uh, mm-hmm. And this exchange is, is again, really creepy. And we also get to see Dean be a little bit of a badass. Uh, oh, this, um, these car maneuvers right here. So this guy's um, trying to get Dean out of the car and like to come talk to his friends or whatever. And Dean recognizes like, this isn't great. This isn't awesome. I think he spies mm-hmm. some like blood on the, on the guy's arm from the, yeah. the obvious murder scene earlier. Half of the um, conversation is almost normal. He's like, what's going on? He's like, oh, roads are blocked. You got a quarantine. Like Dean's just asking normal questions and the guy's answering in a somewhat normal way. And then he goes, uh, do you mind getting out of the car for a minute? Come talking to us. And that's when Dean's like, oh fuck. Okay. Nope. And he puts it in reverse and floors it, and um, which, if anybody's out there, I don't, Chris, I don't know if I've ever told you this story, but don't do this. This happened to me when I was, um, I was 15. Uh, I was getting into a truck, and I, the guy didn't see me. He put it in reverse and floored it, trying to be a badass. And I rolled underneath it, and the truck ran over me. Oh so my god! Don't don't do this, listeners. I mean, Jeremy, <laughs> the handful of listeners out there that might be getting <laughs> potentially running over people with their truck, don't do that. Cool. Yeah, so um, Dean just tosses this guy to the pavement while they unload on the Impala. Not a scratch yeah. on the damn thing, though. And Dean like does that cool like I'm going in reverse and I'm gonna flick it around and change gears and keep going at the same speed that seems fucking impossible to do in real life but it obviously has to be yeah. at some point. Um, fast, and, fast and furious Winchester drift. Meanwhile, back at the hospital, the doctor is investigating mom's blood, and uh, <laughs> yeah. I know, I know that this. I know that I know what this is, right? I know that they have tied demons to sulfur in the past and like that's a big thing it's like anytime there's a any kind of hint of sulfur in the air like it's definitely demon related but she says she's looking at this blood sample and they get one of those great like tv up close microscopic things of the blood cells moving around and like there's some that are obviously highlighted that you're supposed to look at she's like if i didn't know better i'd say it was sulfur attacking these cells (laughs) and (laughs) dean's like "Uh -uh." or sam rather (laughs) yeah sam does the total anime take that He tries to call Dean, he realizes he can't. <laughs> She's like, what's wrong? And he's like, nothing. And then he walks away. Um, but yeah, we're realizing that there's some sort of demonic virus happening? Yeah. So we, d- we don't know, but we know demons are involved, and we know they're, you know, we- we've seen it definitely, like, them trying to, like, pour blood into mom's open wound. So something weird is happening. Um, on the way back into town, Dean runs into Sarge from earlier. Oh, right before that happens, real good- there is... There's a there's a little bit of a an action sequence before Dean it cuts back to Dean is uh they're trying to get a blood sample from the mom. Oh yeah. Because right. they have the blood that's sample right. from the dead dad, but they don't have the blood sample from the mom. That's what it was. Uh, and that's bad. when she yeah. freaks out, goes nuts, um, and <laughs> Sam knocks her the hell out <laughs> and just uh, like, they lock her in a room. I think it even does the good thong noise because yeah. it's a metal pan. Like I think they go yeah. all into this and it's it's really good. And they yeah, they tie this woman up and then just like put her in a storage closet somewhere. <laughs> like out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. That's um, fine. We'll just leave her there. But then yeah, so Dean uh Dean driving back into town. 
yeah, Dean meets meets up with Sarge, and they um they do this whole thing. Are you sick? No, are you sick? And they're pointing guns at each other. <laughs> Say, uh, Dean finally convinces Sarge to get in the car, and I'll, you would think that that would be enough at it, enough of it by then. But like, no, nope, <laughs> yeah. we still have to point point our guns at each other. And like, Dean is doing a thing where his hand is on the wheel, his right hand is on the wheel, but his left hand is pointing underneath his arm and like pointing at Sarge with the gun. Which that's that's not a sustainable way to drive. There's no way this that's going to work. The gun safety 101 is not being applied here at all. <laughs> you know, you would think that the former Marine would recognize that. Yeah, you would think uh, going over a bump in that 600-year-old car might be a bad idea with loaded guns <laughs> pointed at each other. <laughs> just, have, have they not seen Pulp Fiction and know what bumps in these old cars can do? <laughs> this is that setup, exactly. This is that setup. But it, um, thankfully, it goes okay for the two of them. Yeah, they they end up at the they go back to the hospital. Uh, the doctor at this point is trying to leave. She's like, "Enough of this shit. I'm out. I'm gonna go try to find help." Um, they show up and tell her like, "That's not an option. It's been blocked out." That's when they come up with the term demonic germ warfare. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam says that Croatoan is believed to be a demon's name, which is really fun. Which is really fun and uh, totally not true, but um, not it true is fun. at all. <laughs> but it's good. I mean, like if you're gonna name a demon, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Right. Um, so there's, there's some back and forth here, uh, but the biggest thing is that Joanne shows up, the guy from Sam's uh, vision earlier, he shows up, he's clean. There's some real awkward, like, have you seen my mom and dad stuff? (laughs) Pretty good. Um, Dean uh, literally saying, uh, literally saying like awkward (laughs) at one point. (laughs) Yeah. It's not awkward, Dean. It's tragic. (laughs) Yeah. You just shot this boy's parent. By the way, I think Dean shoots the mom at some point. Like he just makes that decision and shoots the mom. I'm pretty sure he does. Yeah. Um, Because a lot of this is going back and forth with with similar things. So mm -hmm. the through line is, well, Dwayne shows up and and they don't know if um, he's been infected or not because he's kind of all beat up because he was out on his fishing trip and he came back into town. Uh, from the woods, presumably, so it's not like he's really traveling on a road, uh, but then everything's sort of going to shit. He sees his neighbors tearing each other apart in, at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Um, he's running through the woods, he gets, he falls, he gets beat up a little bit, um, not by anybody else, just from his fall, but he comes looking in, you know, in rough shape, and so there is some, some serious doubt about whether or not he has been infected or not. What I don't really and- understand about this is they start to set up what happens in Sam's vision, but it's only a matter of time until they can what find out. They have to test his blood. But yeah, it's she's like determined it's- that there was a three-hour... The doctor has determined there was like a three-hour incubation period. Yeah. So that like between the time that the mom got cut and the time where they were able to test the blood was at least three hours. So we're going to wait three hours to see if this dude is infected or not. But Dean doesn't want to wait because he's afraid that he's going to hulk out once the virus takes over and he'll be able to what break out of his his ropes or yeah, something I don't, I don't get dean's aggression here i think it's i think it's even a little bit out of character from what they've built um yeah up, dean up to be like as much as dean is willing to do the job and to get it done dirty like this seems like literally like shooting even shooting the mom seemed overly aggressive and she was infective mm-hmm. but like his his desire to shoot this kid before having any kind of proof at all like really freaks me out like it's As- it's kind yeah. of scary especially coming off of what he knows from Sam's vision already. Like he, he, he's aware that this situation played out. So maybe he should give it some more thought. Uh, but when they're first talking about the vision at the beginning of the episode, anyway, Dean says something along the lines of like, well, I must've had a good reason to waste him. Like I wouldn't just do that. And in yeah. his own mind, he's already affirmed to himself. No, of course I wouldn't kill an innocent man. But when he's up into that situation, like he's still thinking, of course I wouldn't kill an innocent man and has already convinced himself that this man is infected. 
that's that's an interesting thing, um, and I, something I hadn't really thought of is that how much um, Dean is trusting in Sam's visions right now. Yeah. Like he's 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 thinking he's justifying his actions and his current actions by thinking to himself like oh yeah like if I shot this dude in Sam's vision I would have had a reason so I can just do that three hours earlier like I, that that makes sense to me mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting like I like that and then part of me is wondering if his overreactions are a result of the things that he has been uh, or the secret that he's been holding within him that we'll get to soon I don't want to reveal it just yet. Um, I'm sure anybody listening to this has, you know, seen the episode, but still, uh, I wonder if wrestling with that has affected his actions in any way where mm-hmm. maybe he's reaching uh, sort of, sort of like a boiling point where now he's seeing this demonic activity. He's worried about certain things with his brother. Um, and he doesn't know what to do. He's sort of overreacting because he's just so afraid of what could happen, but he's so, I think he also wants to draw a line between him and Sam and then them. He's like, no, I, them, they are the things that doesn't matter what they are. They got to get shot. Sam, no, Sam's not this bad. Uh, and while drawing that line, he's also drawing, uh, or bringing out like more violence in himself, uh, in order to keep that like resistance in his mind to keep Sam separate from the things that he, he hunts. Man, that's, for for what I thought would be kind of a, a light episode for conversation, we're doing we're, we're getting the meat off these bones, Chris. Yeah. We're doing good. We're we got to do it. We got to do it. Sometimes it's more important to, or more fun to talk about these things rather than actually the, the plot the, of the, the actual plot of the but show. Yeah, this episode um, happens to have a fairly decent plot though. So yeah, yeah, this one's pretty good. Uh, we do get the the will he won't he moment with Dean pointing the gun, and it ends up that he can't shoot him. So mm-hmm. Dwayne is off the hook for a little while at least. That's where they get the idea to start making bombs. And I just want to mention this here so we don't have to talk about it for the rest of the episode throughout the episode they're gonna like sam has this idea to make bombs so that they can kind of blow them blow their way out of town right um and they he spots some chemicals and his you know his that big old brain of sam starts working his hunter vision starts working his hunter vision his college vision vision. starts going (laughs) how Um, does sam know so much about so many things because he 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 was a law student i would understand how he could learn how to like work around the law which almost never comes up i mean it didn't nope. in a recent episode but it hardly ever comes up or proves useful to him why did sam winchester a boy who was raised as a hunter decide he wanted to go be a lawyer it doesn't make any fucking sense to me um but you would think like uh, he would go be a cop or something like he would go protect people that way but no okay he wants to be okay <laughs> so um but i went to college you know I was you an English major. You didn't major. learn how to make explosives in college i don't know how to make explosives i don't know shit did about you, science did you go to stanford I you know, know what that's the thing I didn't <laughs> you know you got me there Ivy League schools <laughs> yeah that's how to make bombs is. and influence people <laughs> so Sam makes like a like a shitload of bombs and I guess you know he doesn't want say, uh, Dean shooting anybody but he's willing to throw Molotov cocktails at anybody sure you know bad but, but also and, I, and again I just want to bring it up here so we don't have two later these never get used. <laughs> Like, I kept no. waiting for the explosions to happen, and then realized at the end that they were like, no, no, we don't have a budget for explosions. We've already done a yeah, car I'm not, chase. <laughs> I'm not really sure why they, they do it. It's just to show, like, give the characters something to be doing, and to sort of so. give some agency back into our heroes, as if, like, okay, well, they have a plan, they know what they're doing, they're not just sitting here waiting. Um, even though they but end the- up just sort of sitting there and waiting. <laughs> Yeah, the upshot of this is that um, they spend three hours making bombs, and so Dwayne doesn't have the virus, so he's clean. So yes. thankfully, Dean did not shoot Dwayne, yay. Um, but we get a surprise with the uh, 
doctor's assistant, the nurse, um, she has the virus and goes all crazy town on Sam, yeah, slashes open his room. chest, Damn. like jumps on top of him and starts ripping off his clothes, which is, yeah. you know, hey. it is what it is. You and and then cuts sister. his chest. <laughs> uh, same, friend, same. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's always funny chest. when they're doing uh, like little acting things. Like Sam goes into the room, he picks up the bottle of whatever it is, he gives it like a look and a nod, like... <laughs> This, yeah, this is yeah. what I came in here for. And then he turns around. He's kind of like looking around a little bit, just like, I'm minding my own business. And even though it's a tiny room, he's minding his own business, looking around as he walks. And then he sees the nurse and he's like, hey, what's up? And then she, uh, yeah, she jumps him after locking the door behind her, uh, beats the snot out of him, bleeds on yeah. him. Bleeds just on him, cuts his chest open, cuts her hand open, bleeds on him. So now Sam has it. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> Dean kicks the door in and, and unloads a clip into her. And then there's a question of what to do with Sam and Sarge and Dwayne, and I can't blame them for this, for this immediately say, like, you have to shoot him. He's going to turn. And Dean's like, yeah. no! And I'm yeah. like, Dean, you have no firm ground here. <laughs> like, you no, don't have anything doesn't. to... <laughs> and, and it's sort Uh-oh. of at this point, I think even as the audience, you suddenly understand, like, the position Dean just was put in because he was so willing to kill Dwayne, and now it's like, oh, shit. Uh, okay, well, everybody get the fuck out of here, or I'll kill us all, because you're not killing my brother. And so that's that's the solution. He tosses the doctor the keys. He says, you know, take the explosives, try to get the fuck out of here. Uh, I'm going to stay here. And um, there's like, well, what are you going to do? And like, he gives him a look. Um, so obviously he's going to stay here and die with Sam. Like if he has to, the implication here is that if he has to shoot Sam or like, he's going to shoot himself at the same time, like he's mm-hmm. going to be overrun. Cause um, he's been in a dark enough place as it is with all the shit he's dealing with. Like now, if you're going to lose the last person left in your life, that Dean can't be alone. And, um, which is some pretty like dark shit for it's again, very dark. episode nine. <laughs> like it's a very mid season episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he, he locks himself and Sam in this room and they have this heart to heart and, Dean confesses that he's just fucking tired. Like he doesn't want to do it anymore. Like he goes through this whole routine about how, how much weight is on his shoulders, how tired he is of carrying it. Everything with his dad and the deal that his dad made is weighing him down. Um, the secret, which we're not going to get into the secret yet, but like mm-hmm. you can definitely, you as a, as a, as a viewer, I was like, yeah, he's also thinking about the secret, even though he's not, you know, yeah. talking about it right now. And, um, somehow despite all of that, he sounds way less whiny than Sam when Sam gets on <laughs> one of these things. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I think it's just better writing this time around. Maybe it is. Maybe that's what it is. I think sometimes Dean is an easier character to write for because he's more. I don't know. I want. I don't want to call him more earnest, but there's something about Dean that almost makes more sense. Where Sam is not necessarily more complicated, but he's just he's very much Sam. Sam is the guy who's literally willing to you know throw himself into the fire for whatever situation he's in, he's time and time again wants to do a good job, but is also very willing to sacrifice himself for some like purpose that we don't understand. I think that Sam, mm-hmm. he's just hard to characterize sometimes because of the way he is. He's a, he was written a certain way where Dean is a much more relatable character. So when you're writing through his emotions, they come off a little bit better. Yeah. Um, but we don't have to worry about any of this because it's supernatural <laughs> and a, like almost a literal deus ex machina happens. And um, uh, the doctor comes back and is like, hey, you guys kind of need to come out here. And they walk outside and everybody has disappeared. Yeah. Uh, just, and this concept like was Crow always guys. just like Croatoan. I like I always <laughs> liked this a lot. It's so spooky. You know, like when I was first watching Supernatural, like this as part of the mythos, I would every every once in a while I would just think about that. Um 
just them stepping out of the the hospital and an empty town and just thinking of like that empty town that Sam and Dean left behind at the end of this episode always like really stood out to me as this really cool, creepy part of the mythology. For a minute, I really thought they were going to just end the episode here, which I thought would be just fucking baller, right? Like, just cut it yeah. here where it's uncomfortable and weird. You don't have this sense of closure because nothing ever happened. Like, you don't get the the big the big dramatic bomb throwing extravaganza that they were going to do. Um, it just would have part ended, of me no. thinks that this is how the episode ended. Yeah, originally, <laughs> because it could be because everything else seems kind of at excuse me tacked on at the end. The yeah, the part at the end was clearly filmed at a different time, and it's uh, it's a cliffhanger that isn't necessarily tied to the rest of the episode. It's tied to the season, but you could really have put this at the end of any one of them. Um, I guess that's true. Like that, you could you could easily do this, but I mean, the next episode refers back to it, so maybe this is, they, they yeah. did this on a rewrite or whatever. Like, no, 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 we want it in episode ten. We want to be able to talk about this, so he has to tell him in episode yeah. nine or what have you. And I think um, that. I always just try to think back, like, this is, is this for ratings? Um, because yeah. it's such a hook, line, and sinker moment. Like, what? What? So I, let's I get remember there. when I, um, yeah, when I watched this with my dad, him just immediately being like, I, well, I, I have to, we have to watch the next episode. Like, <laughs> yeah, what do you I gotta mean? know what, I gotta know what it is. And like, um, it, that's what happens. Before we get to, uh, all of the secret stuff, uh, we get, we get everybody checked out. Sam gets checked out and, uh, he doesn't have the virus. Um, Dwayne and Sam decide they're going to take off together, which, you know, when they were, when they were, when they both jump in the truck, I'm like, well, I want to see that TV show, right? The yeah, adventures yeah. of Dwayne and Charge. Yeah, that um, doesn't go too well for him. Yeah, that doesn't go very well. Uh, Dwayne leans over. <laughs> there's this dialogue right here of like, hey, can you lean over? I've got to make a call. And it's like, well, you don't have any servers. He's like, don't worry, it'll work. And then slashes the dude's throat. Mm-hmm. And our old buddy, the uh, the blood goblet shows up. Punching's in one. Everyone's favorite blood goblet. Blood goblet. <laughs> Everybody's favorite goblet. <laughs> Everyone's favorite cell phone alternative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. AT&T, where you at? <clears throat> the... Um, uh, and- yeah, and he he talks to somebody and says the Winchester boy is immune as expected, um, kind of implying that this whole thing was an experiment just specifically yeah. for Sam. Which is, it's like, did this this vision lead him there just so they yep. could test this out? And man, like it, 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 thinking about what this implies for like all these machinations that we've heard so far, just made me want to know everything that is happening in the show. Instantly. Yeah. Um, but so now we get our our actual kind of wrap up where Sam and Dean are at the lake. They're having it like a like a kind of heart to heart. Yeah, they usually and it's do. It's filmed but... and shot in such a way that it's like spring j- has just sprung. Like it's... there's <laughs> birds chirping. It's like really bright and sunny. <laughs> like it's really it's it's a very stark contrast to the rest of the episode. It doesn't look like the same place. <laughs> like no. it just looks. It's totally the sunniest different. day in supernatural yeah, history, and it's it's super beautiful. Uh, Dean wants to start taking vacations. He's like, you know, I've crisscrossed this country a hundred times and I've never seen the Grand Canyon. Let's go see that. Let's go to Hollywood so I can bang Lindsay Lohan, which Dean, okay, like, Dean. that's, yeah. Um, but it's, it's all sounding pretty weird to Sam who knows his brother pretty well. And it's like, well, you know, what aren't you telling me? It's like, you need to tell me everything. And uh, Dean says, I can't, but because I, you know, I, I, I promised I wouldn't. And Sam's like, promise too. And of course, promise daddy yeah. Winchester. This is where so. you can just tell, Dean doesn't want to hold the secret in anymore. He he wants to st- obey his father's last wish, but he can't keep it in anymore. And that's where we end the episode, and we go into uh, season two, episode ten. Yeah, I don't I think really he have says something any- dramatic. Like, sorry, he says something dramatic. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, Dad told me before he died, told me something about you, Sammy. Then he, what did he tell you? And then we got a slow zoom on Dean's sad face, and then 
to be continued. Yeah, and then we get the the episode music, which is probably playing right now, if I had to guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is a good episode. I, you know, I, I really like it's 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 got genuine creeps, like we talked mm-hmm. about. The cinematography, outside of the handful of uses of slow mo, is it's really really great. Um, our side cast of characters this week I thought did a pretty good job. Um, like as as about as good as you might expect from from you know just yeah. basic nobodies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and and we get we get a further you know we get some openings some glimpses at a at a, at a larger plot line at our at our meta plot. It captures that um, season one vibe of uh, individual horror movies while still contributing to the overall mythology in like a huge way. Uh, and those two things usually don't happen in the same episode. Usually, it's an episode of Supernatural or uh, it's a horror movie homage type thing. But we got both of them here, uh, and I think the episode is it's a, it's a fun episode. Uh, it's effective in a lot of ways, and um, while it's like it's probably not my favorite of the season, it's it's definitely up there. Into season two, episode ten, hunted. You want to get us that episode synopsis? Thank you, Stephen. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, after Sam learns of his father's warning, he splits. Okay, fucking spoilers. Uh, after Sam learns of his father's warning, he splits from Dean and starts hunting for others uh, with his gift or curse of psychic powers. And someone's hunting for him, Gordon, the relentless vampire killer. They just Gordon's really back. Spill the beans in that synopsis. <laughs> Because the yeah, beginning Gordon of the episode show up for like twenty five minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's like the mid the mid episode reveal, the mid episode twist is like that's happening. So this is this is interesting because the cold open is in some ways what you expect, but it still turns that thing on its head. Um, it's it's a vision, and this time it's not Sam's vision. It's a vision of Sam rolling up to this old dingy house, um, going oh, no, in this, the back. Our cold door. open is, isn't this, is it? Like our cold open is starts with the. Um, in, inside, yes. like, the psychiatric office or whatever. Is that this episode? <laughs> what? There's right? so many there's so many cold opens in this damn thing. Yeah, there's, there's, um... Yeah, 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 we, we get it. Okay, you're, you're totally <laughs> yeah. right. It's the psychiatric we, thing yeah, with, that's the, yeah, with that's White with, Rabbit. With White Rabbit, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, then it's the big, the big boy reveal, and then and, yep. it's this third cold and open. Then it's, yeah, then it's the third cold open, exactly. <laughs> okay. My so our our actual cold open is um this guy in a psychiatric office um he's autumn called attention to this when we were watching the episodes that um he's dressed exactly like sam and then the psychiatrist looks like quote a fake ass nicholas cage so thank you thank you autumn for setting the scene for us but uh yeah, he's like a more emo version of sam exactly which is i mean wow good, good just slow clap for that guy that pulled that off um <laughs> But he's telling the psychiatrist all of this under White Rabbit Plane, which I think is really, really good. Like that's a great song. Yeah. Um, but he's telling the psychiatrist that he started having these abilities, and it's it's we 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 realize very quickly it's exactly like Sam's story. Um, and then he starts saying the yellow-eyed man tells me to the do yellow-eyed it. man, <laughs> and saying that he can um all he has to do is touch something and they fry from the inside, and that he mm-hmm. has done this to his cat or to his yeah. neighbor's cat, um, which. So far, out of the powers we've seen, is easily one of the more. I mean, like mind control is some shitty stuff, but like this, this is like specifically violent and gruesome. Like this yeah. is not great. This is a bad superpower. 
we we see him leave, and then we get like this extended scene, and I and I love this so much. Like it's it's all dark alleyways, it's cool camera shots. White Rabbit is playing, but we see this guy walk to his car, and uh, we 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 don't really realize it's him. We just see a guy, and mm-hmm. we see him kind of walking, and or maybe we do realize it's him, but we don't quite know where he's going or what he's about to do. But what we don't expect is for another hooded figure to come up behind him and stab him and kill him. Yeah, because they're pitching this guy as if he's going to be Sam's next villain, you know, his enemy. Yep. Um, but then he just gets totally taken out, and it's a, it's it is a big shock. Uh, I'm surprised that I forgot about it, but there's just so many goddamn cold opens to this episode. So <laughs> yeah, it's uh, at this point they're not even that cold anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, we get to um, talk about the the secret. We go to Sam and Dean, who are still. The, I think you're absolutely right. I think that they filmed that one scene and then divided it up among several episodes. Yeah. Um, so I get to update my secret spreadsheet finally. So <laughs> this lasted for <laughs> nine episodes. Wow. That's pretty, that's a pretty hefty secret. That's a good secret, huh? Um, so yeah. Um, Dean finally, you know, tells Sam what John Winchester told him right before he died. And that's if, I think he he leads into it somewhere along the lines of, you know, Dad said if I couldn't save you, then I would have to kill you. And it's so sad when he says it. I, I would have to well, kill he, you, Sammy. Yeah, I gotta kill you, Sammy. That that The delivery on that line is such that I, I might have to go find it and, and, like, cut it out so we can get a good sample in there. He said that I might have to kill you, Sammy. Jensen Ackles delivers it with this kind of quavery baby voice that we don't really hear from him very often. And it's this... Um, or not baby voice, but like a, like yeah, a young... A like tender, young like voice. I'm a young kid. Yeah. with, And it's just been all that weight, you know? He's been keeping that inside of him. And like saying it is, is a relief in some way because he doesn't have to keep it a secret anymore. But at the same time, saying it makes it more real. You yep. know, now Sam knows about it. And it's just, just saying, you know, if I if I can't save you, then I have to kill you, Sammy. And that's my, my favorite line where I'm always quoting is like, what does he know? The demons plan for me. Am I supposed to go dark side or something? (laughs) Where Sam is just Sam's reaction is immediate kind of anger. And part of that, I think is obviously anger at Dean for keeping it from him. Um, part of it is anger at himself for just knowing that there's just, that there's something bad about him. And this is sort of like more confirmation in that direction. Um, Mm -hmm. And just, yeah, just anger at all of it. Like, he's just exploding. Like, he wants so badly to fight it. While Dean is at the same time saying, like, fuck it, dude. Like, let's just go on vacation somewhere. Maybe if we step out of this fight, this fight will leave us alone. Maybe this, and this isn't the first time he said this either. But it's Dean no, no, just saying, he's, like. He, he's been looking for a way out since he was introduced yeah. to Aldia, the scholar of the first sin at the first bonfire. <laughs> like, he wants that ending for Dark Souls too. That's right. Uh. Rather than saying, you know. <laughs> kill you or or save you you know kindle the bonfire or or let it go out he's just saying let's just walk away from it altogether like that let let this be for somebody else like he you're not the only psychic kid maybe this is gonna all happen to someone else and we can just go hang out because this has been too much for dean um and I think yeah, that part Dean, of Sam... Dean wants to just leave all of this behind as fast yeah. as possible. Whether that's like via suicide by demon blood or or not demon blood, but demon um, virus. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, whether it's yeah. via that or just like literally going to the Grand Canyon and you know living in the woods. And I don't think that Sam necessarily stays angry at Dean, but he stays angry about this. And it isn't again like. He understands to some degree Dean is trying to protect him. Dean 
Um, this was their dad's last wish, and Dean didn't want to tell him. But, I mean, obviously, he's still pissed off, saying, you know, how could you keep this from me? This is something that I deserve to know about. It's like, you know, it's my body. That's like finding out that someone you love has cancer, but then you not telling them. Like, if for some reason you know, but they don't, like, this is not cancer. It's not the same as that. But it's something like, something important that Sam feels like he should know about himself. But I don't feel like he runs away from Dean, or splits off from Dean in anger. It's just a sort of like... I need to go figure this out for myself. And I don't necessarily agree with Sam's decisions here, but I guess I understand them a little bit. I agree with um, Sam's feelings because once Mm -hmm. again, his dad proves that he did not trust Sam. He always trusted Dean. He always relied on Dean. Sam was always very much the diminished son. Um, Not in, and I don't think John Winchester thought that. I don't think John Winchester would ever say that, but his actions definitely showed that to Sam. And that's the most important thing in all of this is that, you know, you don't, Again, John Winchester would say, I love my boys equally. He's probably very proud of Sam and proud of Sam being different and not just, you know, just like his dad, because that's how dads work. But to <laughs> Sam, it's just yet another betrayal from his dad. Yeah. And it's like, especially you, you told after, Dean this, it's like, you're keeping me out of the secret. Like, yep. you don't think that I can handle knowing this. And it's especially a betrayal because, you know, he spent the last like nine episodes now just hip deep in the hunter life. Like he's, he mm-hmm. flipped once John Winchester died and got very much into the life. So now to have this kind of pulled and to, sh- and to be shown this thing, which he doesn't even understand. Like, what does it even mean? Dean doesn't know, understand it. Like, or something? It, exactly. Like there's no, they have no <laughs> understanding of what that is or what it's going to look like or why he would do it. Or, you know, is he going to go crawl? Is he going to go claws? Is he going to like, is the full moon going to come out? He's going to turn into a werewolf. Yeah. He's going to shoot him. Like none of that has, has actually been explored, but he, you know, he's still rightfully pissed off about it. And so, yeah, he, Sam, uh, Dean convinces him like, Hey, let's lay low for a while. Let's like take a breath and think about this. But immediately Sam like wakes up in the middle of the night, goes to steal a car and jets. Yeah. Um, and somewhere around here is where we get our third cold open. Yes. So, <laughs> then we get the image of what you were talking about earlier, which, um, yeah, is Sam walking a, into the house. Yeah. And then he, uh, hits a tripwire and a fucking grenade takes him out. That's one hell of a way to go down. Um, but yeah, a grenade kills Sam. And in very supernatural fashion, then somebody wakes up from a dream, uh, all sweaty and terrified. And this time it's not Sam Winchester having a vision. It is a woman named Ava having a vision of Sam Winchester. And I meant to look her up as well, but she's been on fucking everything. If I remember <laughs> right. Like she, and I, and she's an absolute delight. I think we get her for like maybe two or three episodes. Yeah. Um, but she's just an absolute delight every time she's on the screen. I really, really like her. And she plays off Sam very well too, because. She is, she's not a hunter by any stretch of the imagination. She's a very normal woman, but she's also a very normal woman who's been subjected to something very not normal. Uh, and so her and Sam almost have this like playful, fun relationship while they're trying to like deal with whatever they're dealing with. Uh, it's not like flirty in that sense at all, but it's like, it's like Sam has a friend and instead of it being, um, she comes, she comes to him when they went to, what's his name? Um, you know, stoner wizard guy. He, uh, <laughs> like him and Sam got along pretty well, but they were caught up in this weird drama within that town. Um, and then, you know, Dick Vane forehead boy, he was just totally crazy. So this time Sam is finally meeting somebody with this power who is totally normal. And it's kind of a relief to him. And in a lot of ways, I think it's a total relief to Ava. Uh, so their relationship is like fun to watch. Yeah. 
we're not going to meet her just yet. Um, but she wakes up and we realize like Sam dying was a dream. Um, in the real world, he walks into Ellen's bar and uh, to try to track down more people like him. We find out that Joe has left um, after the fight from the last time she was on episode. She took off to be a hunter because Ellen said, like, you're not going to be a hunter under my roof. And that's I don't know why parents say that at all, because the kids are just going to be like, well, fuck it. I'm out. And they leave. Um, And she they also get a little bit of closure about John and her husband and uh, the situation there. And, you know, Ellen kind of says, like, "Okay, it's it's fine. It's what it is. Like, you know, that's not John's fault. This shit happens. This is a this is a rough life or whatever. but Sam wants um, Ash to go through and find like more people like him, which mm-hmm. is something that I thought that they had already done. And I don't yeah. know why this time it's different. <laughs> like, is there, cause I don't think he gives them any more information, right? No, I don't, I, I can't remember exactly what they were doing before. But yeah. They're just, they're narrowing it down in, in some way. I think he's just now trying to actively go after them uh, because mm-hmm. he doesn't know what else to do. Uh, but yeah, I thought that they already did this, so I don't really know. <laughs> but Ash does do it for him and finds four people. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is Sam Winchester, which, you know, strike. Um, two <laughs> of them are the guys that we've already seen before. The guy from season one that um, had the telekinesis and shot himself. Um, and the yes, third one was yes. the mind control guy um, who we just talked about. And then the fourth one is the guy from our first cold open. <laughs> <Yes>. Anybody <laughs> can track the number of cold opens that we're having. Yeah. He was uh, um, emo Sam Winchester. Emo Sam, emo Sam Winchester. So um, Sam goes and finds that dude's house and like cons his way into the dude's bedroom, like tells the dad something. I don't even know what he was telling his dad, but like, did you see, did you notice the thing where Sam like gets into the bedroom and like goes over to the medication, looks at it and then fucking steals it? Yeah. I don't know why he steals this guy's medication. Why oh, would you- oh, it's, he wants to go and talk to the therapist who prescribed him the medication, I think. Yeah, but it really seems like you're just stealing someone's drugs. Really like I get it, because like, like we're going to go see the therapist in a bit. Trying to get a little high. <laughs> he's just trying to get a little fucked up. It's yeah, it's really weird. Um, so, but uh, as Sam is going through this kid's room, he pulls back uh, some clothes in his closet, and he sees basically a mural on the wall to yellow the yellow eye demon. It's just a shitload of yellow eyes. Yeah, this dude has, like, cut out faces out of magazines, pasted them up, and then, like, colored their eyes all yellow, which just just definitely seems like a normal, everyday thing for yeah. anybody to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but now this is, like, a real trigger for Sam, knowing, like, okay, this is this is what I think it is. This is this person was getting visions, too. Something happened to them, though. Um, I don't know if Sam starts to suspect if things are happening to people like him not just them getting their powers but like this guy was just murdered like is something happening like um Mm -hmm. somebody pursuing them i don't know if he really comes to that conclusion yet but uh i don't think it does yet Uh, but when he goes back to the hotel he's confronted by ava who tells him like you're not going to believe this but and like kind of outlines this whole vision thing it's been happening to her she's seen it a lot um and then he's like oh yeah that makes perfect sense you're one of us you're one of the psychics and she's like you're a fucking freak (laughs) yeah I love I love the turnaround on that so much. It is yeah. it's so dumb and it works so well that I just I, I really really dig it. Well, there's <clears> this. I mean, in real life, when you know something is going on with the police, you know, there's a missing person. They'll get people who you know have a dream about something. Oh, I, I then they'll call the police or they'll call the person and say, I had a dream about your missing son, and I just I, you know, I couldn't sleep. I had to call you and tell you I think that this thing, whatever, you know, they think that they have some psychic inkling, and it's almost like Ava is like that. She's like one of us who had such a convincing dream that she just is like, you know, I 
that was too real for me to ignore it. I'm just going to go on a hunch, and if I find this guy, okay. If I don't, then I'm just going to go back to my normal life and pretend this never happened. Um, but it's like this kind of urge, and then she meets this dude who's like, oh yeah, we're like the X-Men. Like, yeah, hang totally. out with us. <laughs> and she's like, oh, fuck. I'm alone in a hotel room right now with this guy. Yeah, this was a bad plan. All of a sudden, I'm, I'm, I'm not really liking this. Um, but it goes from her kind of being unbelievable to being convinced by Sam to... And the setup on this must have taken so long. Like the way that the show is filmed, like it just happens in the next scene. But like, I don't know that a therapist would just let you come in the day that you call, but she like calls the therapist, sits down in his office and like is starting to explain stuff to him. Um, And she's doing that with kind of a comedic flair to it. Yeah. Meanwhile, outside on the window, like on the window ledge or whatever, (laughs) Sam is like, Sam, (laughs) AKA Spider-Man. Yeah, like he's fucking Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible, (laughs) (laughs) rappelling down from the top of the thing, uh, but breaks into the office, like, and thank God that the therapist didn't happen to, like, look left or whatever, but ends up stealing uh, our boy's file. I don't remember our boy's name at at this point. Um, I think it's Connor Oberst, and he's the singer for the band Bright Eyes. Oh, okay. Good, good, good. (laughs) It's weird. It's weird where people come up, huh? Like, you wouldn't think that he would be a good singer, but okay. You you wouldn't think that he was murdered in an episode of Supernatural, but hey. But I guess, you know, 13 seasons, right? <laughs> um, so, yeah, they they steal the uh, the file. They take it back to wherever. And um, they start listening, going through the file and listening to stuff. And there's a lot of talk about the Yellow-Eyed Demon on this mm-hmm. uh, on these tape recordings about, you know, there's a war coming. We're all the soldiers. He's telling me to make, get, you know, get more aggressive with my powers yeah. and all this stuff. Ava is freaking the hell out. Mm-hmm. And we've definitely seen... Uh, or gotten glimpses of, you know, obviously the bigger plan happening, you know, just in the last episode when uh, the Demon Dwayne calls back to headquarters on his blood goblet uh, to, you know, test their test results for Sam came back and it was positive. Um, but just saying there's a war coming and people like us are the soldiers, like there is a war coming. Bobby had said before at the end of season one, there's a storm coming and, and you're all smack dab in the middle of it. But this is now saying, you know, there's something happening where the soldiers in this war and it's really like focusing in on that for the first time i think with a direct conflict with a direct i mean we don't really know what it is but it feels like a direct goal for what is happening yeah on the bad guy's side and 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 this you know again these little glimpses into a bigger overarching narrative i think it just are played delightfully right now Mm -hmm. like this is just so so much fun to watch and it leaves you wanting to know more and more about it so i I really like like this line is very very evocative it's something that we're going to get to and Pretty much every single, <laughs> I think every single preview for every like yeah. every single like road so far <laughs> clip show or whatever, like we're gonna hear that line a lot, and it's good because it's a good line. Mm-hmm. Um, Dean and we we didn't really kind of cover this earlier, but Dean has called Ellen and convinced her to tell him where uh, Sam is. And there's a line from Ellen in here which is like, you know, s- people say that you know when your family you know wants to be apart from you, just to let them go, and you know to that they'll come back to you. And I say, screw that! You need to go <laughs> chase him down. <laughs> It's her overprotective nature coming over because she's like, "Fuck, Joe's really, really left. I better help Dean out." Ellen <laughs> <laughs> and Dean are very similar in a lot of ways. Yeah, they really are. I like it a lot. Um, but yeah, so Dean pulls up and is like watching Sam through the window because that's the way that the Winchesters know how to communicate with people is <laughs> yeah, watching them through windows. And he's like, "Oh shit, <laughs> yo, Sam, he has a lady." Um, <laughs> I'm sure he makes some off-color comment, but. Uh, He's just like, oh, damn, all right. <laughs> like, I'm going to chill yeah, out he's, <laughs> he's kind of excited about it. He's like, all right, you're doing good, doing better than I am. <laughs> um, 
Sam and Ava decide to walk outside, and that's when like a fucking sniper rifle goes off. Uh, yeah, and which is kind of fucking crazy. It is pretty um, crazy. And then we go up to like the top of this building where we find our person from the synopsis, Gordon. Gordon's Gordon there. Is our there old pal Gordon. Trying, our old pal Gordy. Uh, and then they just start like fucking fighting. Like and Dean and Gordon too. just beat the shit out of each other. And this is the second <laughs> time they've really done good. this. It is a great fight. <laughs> just when you think that Dean has got the upper hand, he gets um a sniper rifle butt to the face. And uh, the screen goes black, so we don't know what happened to. Dean and Gordon, but Sam and Ava go up and look at it, and like he finds some shell casing. It's like, wow, this mm-hmm. is for a four four one. Blah, 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 blah. And Ava's like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. Like he's what? out there, like Seriously. sniffing it. Like, yeah, <laughs> this was fired recently. It, <laughs> they make a joke of this in one of the gag reels. It's uh-huh. them like loading their guns, and we'll get to it. It doesn't matter, but it's them loading their guns, and like the boys keep like looking over their shoulders. Like Jared had, like he keeps looking over, as if like he's being followed by something right then and there, even though it's just like a calm scene in the uh, hotel, I imagine, like, the direction was like, alright, you're gonna load your gun and clean it, but, like, do it intensely. So he just mm-hmm. keeps looking over his shoulder, and then he keeps lifting up the bullets and, like, sniffing them and just nodding to himself, and it's, like, the perfect representation of all of this goofy shit that these boys are able to do somehow. <laughs> he just looks at this bu- the shell casing, immediately knows what it is. He's like, I know when this was fired, I know where it came from, and I know where it's gonna lead us. <laughs> <laughs> um... So yeah, because he went to college. Because he went to college, and they teach that at Stanford. That's what yeah. they teach. <laughs> Stanford, surprisingly, a very, very well-rounded school. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was mostly like business and you know philosophy. Nope, nope. Going to teach you some skills. How to make skills, bombs. Yeah. How to how to smell bullets. <laughs> how to smell bullets and how to make bombs. There's a um, there's a line in a I don't know you don't care about the X Men but there's a line in the animated series where Wolverine says uh, hold up there's an infrared beam here and someone's like you can <laughs> you can see infrared and Wolverine's like I can smell it <laughs> like okay cool <laughs> anyway um, yeah Wolverine and Sam Winchester are kind of the same one of the same yeah except Sam's okay. much taller uh, <laughs> Sam makes Ava leave because he's worried that now like I don't know why he wasn't worried before but like now all of a sudden she's in danger so he makes her go home yeah, now, now American Sniper's after him and he's like ah oh, shit um, and then we get god this is like a 45 minute scene of Gordon talking and talking to Dean and it is it drags on and on and yeah, on it's, um, it's Gordon getting his revenge for that time that Dean tied him up and beat the shit out of him he uh he definitely says that he tortured a demon to get like all of this information about mm-hmm. the war and about the soldiers and about Sam and then like uh Dean says something and he's like hey he, Dean's like I can't believe you you know tortured some greasy demon or something and, and Gordon's like hey don't talk about my mom that way oh so, yeah he says he says you're a real son of a bitch or something like that and uh Gordon slaps Dean in the face and he says that's my mother you're talking about <laughs> So and is it's he implying like, that he tortured his mother that was possessed no, no, by a no. demon, or is it just like a son of a bitch comment? It's just a son of a bitch comment. Okay, it's a real dumb thing to get upset about. Yeah, it is. But <laughs> my favorite part of that exchange is that Dean kind of laughs at it, and like yeah. Gordon kind of laughs at it too, even though he just slapped him in the face. It's his like <laughs> insistence that this isn't personal, but this is the situation we're in. Also, you kind of pissed me off a little bit, so I did want to kick your ass a little bit. But like, this has got nothing to do with you, Dean. Even though I'm trying to kill your brother, but yeah, he smacks him in the face, and he said, "That's my watch. It. That's my mother. You're talking about." And Dean's like, "All right, like that's kind of funny." <laughs> sure, <laughs> Dean. Dean's putting that in his back pocket to do later. Like as soon as I have somebody tied up, I'm yeah. definitely gonna make that joke. You better believe uh-huh. it. Sam's out here. I'll say it in front of him. He'll think I'm cool. <laughs> 
Gordon then goes through an extended, um, if you could teleport in time and kill baby Hitler, but 10 years too early for the 2016 uh, presidential yeah. election in the United States. So good for that. Um, he's also uh, overly explaining to Dean that he's got these tripwires set up so that Sam, um, when Sam comes to find him, you know, he's going to get blowed up. <clears throat> he but calls Dean, uh, Sam, yeah. I think. Gordon has Dean point? call Sam and tell him to come to where they are. Like, hey, whatever. Uh, real oh, funky yeah, yeah. town in here, right? Yeah, and, that's um, what it is. And that's where Ava hasn't left yet because he's like, oh, my, Dean gave me a gave me a sign that he's in trouble. It's funky town. And she kind of looks at him like, it's an inside joke. He wouldn't understand. Which, yeah. <laughs> dude, it's just funky town. Like, everybody understands right. funky town. <laughs> just to show, like, okay, yeah, the boys have a code word for a situation like this. Oh, it's w- when someone has a gun on them. Um, which is funny because you would think when hunting Wendigos and, and ghosts, you wouldn't really need a code word for a guy having a gun on you. But um, I guess they've dealt with a lot more than we expected them to have. I don't how, know. How often has this come up? Yeah. <laughs> right? How many monsters? It's only Gordon, right? <laughs> when, 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 yeah. Whenever they talk about the past, it's always them talking about a werewolf hunt that they had or this or that just these these weird little one-off things you remember that ghost that we did this thing with dad Mm -hmm. and yet they make reference to all these super awesome things that they're prepared for that doesn't make any sense like we i mean sure the boys have a code word for if there's a gun on them but like when have they ever had to use that before other than like this season of supernatural Hey, it's just that prepper lifestyle, man. That's that's yeah. all it is. It's that prepper lifestyle. I guess uh, so. Got to get ready to be ready. Am I right? Right. Um, I'm trying to figure out exactly what happens here yet. Um, so I guess at oh, some yeah, point, this is yeah, this is where um, he actually goes into the house, um, and Gordon has has built up this like tripwire thing. So we know Sam is about to walk up to the house, and like yeah. he's. Gordon like narrates this whole thing. He's going to check the front and see me watching it. So he's going to go around back and that's when he's going to hit the tripwire. As he's talking to Dean, they actually, Sam comes up. They know Sam is there. Well, at some point Dean says, he's not that stupid. He's not going to fall for your tripwire. And you're like, and Gordon's like, yeah, you're right. That's why I put a second one in there. That's why so, I put a second one. Gordon's I guess tripwires really are like uh, devil straps, right? Like you always put two down just in yeah. case. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you always got to fire um, twice. You always got to put two devil straps and you always got to have yep. two tripwires. There you go. Um, the second one goes off, and so, you know, Gordon's pretty happy. But nope, Sam is actually there. He just set it off on purpose. Yeah, and uh, blew his the, own boot up, I guess? Sure, yeah, because I think his... <laughs> He's a smoking boot that gets thrown in there. And Dean is... Yeah. It's actually kind of sad, because it's restrained Dean with a friggin' gag in his mouth, just thinking that his brother was violently blown up. Like, it's it's just sad Dean listening there like sitting there listening and just thinking that his brother just died. Like it's, it's a brief moment, but it's, uh, it's intense. And Sam is fucking pissed at this whole situation. And there's a, um, there's a pretty lengthy fight scene between Sam and Gordon and Gordon kind of has the upper hand for most of it. He's beating mm-hmm. the crap out of Sam. Uh, finally, Sam gets the gun and Gordon says something, blah, 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 Sammy. <laughs> and of course we yeah. get the classic only he's allowed to call me that. And then crack. Yeah. Doesn't kill him, leaves him there, which is really weird. And well, Gordon is basically egging him on too. He's like, "Fucking prove me right. Go ahead." Exactly. Yeah. Uh, gets Dean loose, and even Dean is like, "Wait, you didn't kill him? Like, what? What are we doing?" He's like, "Don't worry, Gordon's taken care of." And they run away. 
And then immediately afterward, Gordon comes barreling out of this house, like guns fucking blazing, shooting mm -hmm. at them. Um, and then I, I had forgotten about the ending of this, despite the fact that we <laughs> talked about it like in the last Gordon yeah. episode. Um, but he runs into the middle of the street just in time for the cops that <laughs> Sam called yeah. to roll up. And uh, man, like, I wonder how lucky, I wonder if Gordon knows how lucky he is <laughs> to, to be alive. I'm surprised oh, Gordon did get executed immediately. Seriously, he had a, he had a gun. He had a gun. Yeah, he was waving a gun around, and then, like, there's a scene where they see the cops, um, like, literally pulling out his tray of guns mm -hmm. in the back of the El Camino and, like, looking at him. Yeah. It's <laughs> fucking some, great. Some intense shit. Um, also, uh, Sam is a dirty snitch. Yeah. Yeah, snitches get stitches, Sam. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's how that encounter ends. Uh, Gordon is uh, put, put away for good, we can assume, and we'll never see him again. Right, Jeremy? Nope. <laughs> Bye, Gordon. <laughs> no. Okay. So, um, <laughs> so Gordon, for now, he's he's been taken care of. He got pinched in uh, in the saltiest way that Sam Winchester knows how, uh, because he can't just for a second be like, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna kill him. He's become too much of an issue. He tried to shoot me and my new friend Ava with a sniper rifle, and that's fucked up. All right. So that is, that is seriously fucked up. Um, although I do like that this is our second instance that a hunter owns a sniper rifle. We've seen it with Dean one time. <laughs> yep. Um. And yeah, it's it's just it's just I like that the hunters have like high end machinery. Yeah, well they even um, get in the shit, but anyway, um They were uh they Dean accuses Ellen of like leaking this information about Sam being psychic and Ellen rightfully says like, Hey look, there, there's a bar full of hunters here. Like they were all <laughs> extraordinarily damaged and extraordinarily good at their jobs. Like you're not unique and they're gonna find out about this stuff and like it's going this is gonna have that yeah. effect. It's like people um, talk, there are different people with different sources of information. Like Gordon got it from a demon. He didn't get it from Sam Winchester. He didn't get it from, from some chatty Cathy hunter. Mm -hmm. He he got it from a demon that he tortured. I don't know what he was asking about, but he had maybe he had heard a rumor, so then he starts, Hey, what do you know about Sam Winchester? What do you know about this or that? You know? Yeah, it's um I think that scene is there only to, you know, so that we can point to a crowd of of hunters and say, like, oh wait, now now they're in between two sides. Like now they're not mm -hmm. fully hunters and they're not like, you know, straight up evil. Like they're, they've got, everyone could be coming after them, not only the demons, but also the hunters, which gives yeah. them a little, it's, it's a little scary. I think hunters when ascribed to Sam and Dean is used as a heroic title. Uh, it's like, these are the good guys. But when you look at hunters overall, it's often shifted far away from the good guys. Um, yeah, it's like um, long haul truckers that lost bunch. their jobs, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's um, like a group of a dark preppers. and twisted bunch. And, yeah, they are. There are definitely there are definitely a few um, heroes amongst them, but it's they're few and far between. Even guys like Bobby, who we you know we come to know and love. Uh, if it weren't for, I think, his love for the boys, this is, you know, mildly spoilery, but uh, I don't think that he would necessarily be as good of a guy as we get to see him be. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, this episode is pretty good, Chris. I dig yeah. this. Um, they have a final like, conversation at the end about, you know, let's Oh, yeah, just, Dean wanting to leave and all of that business. Yeah. yeah. We don't get paid, we don't get thanked, that whole thing. Um... And just saying, like, let's step away from this all, Sam. Like, look at this. Look at the shit that we're falling into right now. And um, Sam says something along the lines of, you know, you can't protect me. This is happening. And yep. whatever this demon stuff is, it's going to keep happening. You can't, you can't protect me. And Dean's response to that is, I can try. And I think that that really, um, that settles them almost in a, in a way back to where they were at, in, at season one, where Sam is the rebellious younger brother and Dean is the protective older brother. Mm -hmm. um, Sam is going to fight this thing tooth and nail. 
and you no, know, re- regardless of what it is, if even if that means in the end that he has to die, um, but Dean is going to be there to protect him the entire time because that's who Dean is. And uh, finally, for our, for our spinal stinger, they go to uh, Peoria to find Ava, and um, they find just a bloodbath and then her wedding ring on the um, ground and then That's sulfur right. on the window. So something bad has happened to Ava. They don't know what. I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But that's um, that's pretty much the end of the episode. And like I said, oh, I, we get I really, really enjoyed this one. Combo. Oh, yeah. We do have our first bitch jerk session when they go back and forth about stuff. I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's good. I like this one. Yeah, it is a good one. You want to get into the next one or you got any final thoughts? Um, No, I think I'm good. Let's move on. Okay. Let's go to season two, episode 11, entitled Playthings. Chris hit us with that episode synopsis. Thank you, Thank you again. Shout out to Steven. Um, love and loyalty. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, remember your imaginary childhood friend? Bet your buddy wasn't anything like like an angelic little girl's invisible playmate. A hoodoo demon with an unearthly aptitude for murder. Thanks for spoiling the entire episode yet again. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I'm really glad I wasn't reading TV God when these things were coming Seriously. out. Seriously, huh? <laughs> I'm glad I didn't like look at the episode synopses on the DVDs or anything when I was watching through it later on. Um, but I like this episode a lot because I think it's a really, uh, it has a really strong vibe to it. Even though it doesn't really have a lot going on that matters <laughs> in this episode, almost it's, nothing matters in yeah, this whatsoever. It's almost like the vacation that the boys were just talking about like it, yes it's still a hunt but it's such a uh dis- distraction from like the heavy shit that they've been dealing with that it like it's just like a nice like oh okay you know it's like a marathon runner going on a you know 20 minute jog yeah it's it, it, this seems like pretty basic it almost seems like a palate cleanser right like hey we've gotten two kind of meaty episodes and now we're gonna just kind of tide you over for a little while with like a basic ghost story so the the setup here and i don't think on this episode we really need to go like on a blow out blow do you no. with me on that like yeah. we can kind of just talk about like what for we sure. like about the episode um the the setup for this episode is that there's a lady that owns a hotel the hotel has been has been open for a long time um she's closing it down because there's uh like no money in old ass hotels anymore. Apparently, um, I mean, just don't make your hotel look like the one from The Shining. Like maybe we yeah. get some more clicks. I'm just <laughs> yeah. saying. Uh, but as as she's going through the process of shutting the hotel down and like getting moving companies and things like that, people keep dying. So um, there's like a moving guy comes in to pick up some boxes and he falls down the stairs. Um, there's a guy that wants to buy the the place so they can tear it down and he hangs himself. Mm-hmm. And all of this is related to a tiny miniature version of the uh, hotel with some serious eyes, of the dragon shit, like <laughs> complete, like there's dolls in it. And then the, the little girl that's playing with it, like keeps finding dolls, like hung and, you know, falling downstairs, mm-hmm. which like, Hey, little girl, maybe have a conversation with your mom about this stuff. Um, but this this episode is so atmospheric. It's one of the I, I to use the word again. It's one of the most atmospheric episodes of the entire show. It's like the perfect haunted house setting where the episode might fail in like plot or writing and whatever. The atmosphere of this old inn is so cool. Absolutely, someone must have been doing some fist pumps when they found this location to film at oh, because yeah. it is great. 
But Sam um, and Dean, they're they're still looking for Ava, and when we start with them, and they have just called Ellen for help, uh, and she doesn't really know anything about that, but she tips them off to this inn where there's been some weird deaths recently. Um, so the boys basically, like I said, decide to go on a little vacation, a little vacation hunt to, to, to hunt a ghost, or so they yeah. think. Or so they think. Um, and there's there's some fun stuff here. Like I I, I like there's um, there's a, we get kind of our standard thing when Sam and Dean check into a hotel when they ask him like oh do you want one king is that okay yeah. <laughs> and like because everyone thinks they're a couple going for quote unquote antiquing yeah because um, they say they're I, antiquers and she says like oh whatever and th- there's something about you just look the type and Dean's like what is, what is that supposed to mean <laughs> um, yeah and then, exactly and then the guy the the butler whoever he is says the same thing you want antiquers and he's yeah. just like, why, why do these people think that? And he even brings it up to Sam. It's like, Dean's masculinity is really being challenged here. He doesn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that Sam calls him butch. I don't, like, I don't hear, you don't really hear that word. At least I don't hear that word ever. I like, don't think I've ever heard that word referred to a gay guy. Like, I would hear yeah. that, that referred to as, like, a gay woman, for better or for yeah, worse. Like, I, right. I probably wouldn't use that kind of language. But, no, um, no. But, uh, but Sam like, calls Dean, just, he's like, you are a little butch. It's like he's, because he's such a pretty boy that when Jensen Ackles acts like a big tough badass. Sometimes when you take a step back and look at it, you're like, what is this guy? You expect the real life Dean Winchester to just be like an ugly piece of shit with just like who forgets to shave all the time, but he's just like it's it's Sam telling Dean that he thinks he's overcompensating. These uh the the rooms in this hotel are just nightmarish too. Like Oh yeah. They're filled with like all these old weird staring dolls. One of them just has, like, a dress hung on the wall for no reason. I didn't understand that <laughs> yeah. at all. It's a weird so, choice. <laughs> I stayed at, uh, when my sister got married, she got married in Salem, Massachusetts, you know, where the, the witch trials were and all that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a nice little town besides that. But we stayed at this this old hotel, and um, we get in there, and there's just, like, dozens of doors. And it's a tiny room, but there's, like, four different doors for no reason. So not dozens, four. That just, like, lead to nowhere, and, like, there's not even like, a closet there. And there's just, like, weird shit hung on the wall. So it was, like, I, I, I got definite flashbacks to this when I went in there. Um, Jess was convinced it was haunted, but that's neither here nor there. So the boys stay, settle in for the night. Meanwhile... Um, well, well, like they and they're they're on the hunt for stuff, and they find yeah. like some weird shit. Like they find some um some hoodoo stuff out in the garden that they think yeah, is the, like this, as they're walking in, so they're somehow eagle eyeing this fucking little tiny symbol amongst all the overgrown brush. They're like, hey, fucking horticulturist over here, Jesus yeah. Christ! <laughs> just the, their ability to notice things that are clearly hidden away is just astounding. Um, we we have to talk about drunk Sam. It is a little bit awful <laughs> and also a little bit funny i i, I think like it's, it i think it's a lot of awful and it's also a lot of funny and i like i like it but it's like no <laughs> drunk people don't act like that drunk people do not act like that um so like dean has been out like investigating some stuff and for all of the show does it just this could be literally in the middle of the day he walks back up to the room and sam is just late is like sitting there just drunk mm-hmm. and um like just starts yelling about his destiny and how Dean should kill him. And like, they don't show Dean rolling his eyes and you couldn't see me rolling my eyes when I was watching it, but I assure you both fucking happened. Like, it's just like, okay, Sam, just gets go to bed, go to bed. Yeah. Um, as goofy as all of that is him saying like, you have to watch out for me and like really mm-hmm. trying to fight that thing inside him. And like the whole drunk Sam thing is a little weird and you could almost get like, think like maybe it's not just bad acting. Maybe it's, Sam is a would be a weird drunk because at this point 
he's probably never really gotten drunk. Like he's, you know, he'll drink, but well, he doesn't get in the drunk. first ep- Yeah, I was just saying the first episode we've seen it. We saw him out, out drinking with friends and celebrating. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess he, you know, they had an early night or whatever. He kept it at yeah. three or, or what have you. Because yeah, this is just ridiculous. Like he's like purposely slurring his words. Do you think Jared Padalecki has ever been drunk at this point? Because he's doing a really, <laughs> really bad job of being a drunk guy. Like I know, and like maybe that was the direction. Like I don't want to yeah. front on the dude's acting skills too much, but like it's just a really bad like someone in the room had to have been drunk before right it was going like this doesn't work this way and just like i said despite all that it is still funny but you're kind of like oh boy what's happening here oh it is it is kind of cringy yeah yeah Uh, but um, so before that was that all the the dean was sniffing around he wanted to go talk to the grandma upstairs mm -hmm. they're denied access to grandma um I and just really they like that they make... follow up the the drunk the drunk Sam moment where Sam or Dean says like fuck it I'm going downstairs to have my own drink and mm-hmm. it's like a full on fucking shining moment it's just right from the shining, yeah. yeah yeah like it's the the glowing uh, bar the old guy behind the bar like there's pictures everywhere yeah and that's where they start like the next morning after you know Dean probably gets drunk too uh, but handles it way better because Dean is cooler. Um, that's when they start actively trying to get in to talk to Rose, who is the grandma that lives upstairs. Yeah, and she's supposed to know more about the history of the place, more about maybe who was doing this hoodoo, voodoo magic, whatever it is. And um, she's the uh, collector of all these friggin' creepy dolls that are uh, covering this hotel. And um, this is, at some point, uh, and we didn't talk about it at the beginning, but um, there, during all of this, the the lady that owns the hotel, she has a daughter, um, or what looks like two daughters. It's the one of them is the yeah. kid from the forty four hundred, which is a great show that people probably didn't watch. Um, <laughs> and then the other one is this like girl that you just kind of assume that is their sister, and you see them playing throughout all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, I really actually never expected the twist of this when I first watched it. I, I was I totally bought. I didn't it. either. Yeah, I, I knew it immediately going into it this time, but the first time I was like, "Huh, that's pretty good. It's good." They do yeah, a really like good that. job of of making you think that there are two daughters without ever like, breaking the fiction of it. The mother never yep. says anything to the other girl you just think that she's addressing both of them and you realize no she's just addressing the one and basically telling the girl you know when the girl's like oh you know whatever her name is the imaginary friend's name is she th- she drops a line she's like well tell your friend you know to quit acting up or whatever but she's really telling her own daughter to you know it's just it's actually well done yeah but this is this is around the point we learned like oh this is actual this this chick isn't there and then uh while the mom is outside like a car starts up which is like the fourth time we've seen a ghost start yeah. a car by the way yeah. um, and like tries to run over the mom but uh Sam and Dean uh, who had been kicked out for trying to get in to talk to the old lady for harassing back, an elderly woman yeah exactly yeah um come back and save her just in the nick of time and um which is pretty good and then they just kind of they're like yeah this is probably a spirit like we've got a full-on ghost situation here mm-hmm. like this is they just kind of like you know level with the woman which is kind of impressive like yeah yeah she, and she just handles it she's like okay sure remember jeremy hunks <laughs> hunks get man they just get their way although Jeez. she's really not she hasn't really been taken with the hunks thus far because she's she kicked them out well, she, she thinks they're they're antiquers right yeah but she's like okay you guys are weirdos i want you out of here um but it's when they realize that uh what's her na- her daughter's name uh maggie or tyler one of them um, maggie is the is the spirit mm-hmm. okay, tyler so is tyler the, is uh, her daughter girl, is the actual and she girl. realizes that they don't know where tyler is and they find her locked in the secret mega pool that was behind <laughs> this ancient inn 
yeah, this indoor pool with rooms that face it, like a, an enclosed yeah. pool. And I've seen these before at like um, like higher end hotels or whatever that have like you know conference rooms or stuff. They'll mm-hmm. do this and they'll have like an indoor pool, but for like a, a something that was built in like the 1800s, like this just looks odd and out of place. Uh, yeah. But it doesn't matter. Um, Ghost Kid Maggie is convincing Tyler, the real kid, to jump off with her so they can quote unquote play together forever. Yeah. Some pretty, uh, um, and she some does, pretty dark because shit. The kid's a, because the kid's a fucking idiot, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care if she's your best imaginary friend. Don't jump into the pool if she tells yeah. you to do so. <laughs> they jump into the pool together. Dean and Mom run around the side to try and get her, while Sam eventually is able to break through the first door that they found supernaturally locked. Uh, he smashes it open, and he dives into the pool, but it seems like it may have been a second too late. Uh, but still, finally, Sam gets to have his heroic moment of pulling a child mm-hmm. out of the water. Uh, that's there's some I- sort of ironically symbolism also there. pulling a child out of the water, just like Dean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and they don't have to do CPR or anything because they're not doing mouth to mouth on a little girl. She just coughs up the water and she's okay. And um, <laughs> Sam has proved to himself that he is still a good guy, and he was still, you know, still able to do good things despite um, this this curse inside of him. Despite the fact that what am I supposed to go dark side or something? Um, he's still able to uh, to save people. And I think that that's what this episode is somehow trying to prove. Yeah, I think so. Um, and it's and, and this is all good. We get some terrible slow mo stuff in there. Which <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot like they did, it, they brought the slow mo back. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't really fit. Um, Maggie goes back to Grandma Rose, and um, we kind of find out like uh, they this ki- this little girl died as a kid, and uh, Grandma Rose's like. I don't know, nanny or whatever was a hoodoo Louisiana chick. So she was always around to keep this uh, spirit at bay. Mm-hmm. Um, but once the nanny died and once the hotel started moving, that's where this, the spirit kid came into full effect and started killing yeah. people. Um, they definitely should have like burned some of these dolls, huh? Like yeah, for sure. it's kind of implied that one of the dolls is like, because it looks exactly like the child. <laughs> just makes me think that they didn't finish the job here. Is what I'm it saying. is another one where they sort of don't finish the job. Uh, well, they definitely didn't finish the job. They were able to save the people, but they didn't hunt the things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, Sam and Dean, they, they drive off and... <laughs> I'm glad you liked that That one. That was really good. They drive off and, you know, job well done. But Sam says, hey, you know, I I know I was drunk last night. I know I was acting a fool, but you promised me you would kill me if it came down to it. And it's still a little bit melodramatic, but I think it's expanding on Sam's mindset and Sam's own worldview. And once again, it's him becoming obsessed with something because without that, he doesn't know what he is. You know, without his quest to kill the yellow eye demon then just you know their mom died for nothing just died for nothing he quit school for nothing his whole messed up life was for nothing unless he hunts the yellow eye demon and now after that's passed you know he is just this evil thing that's gonna go dark side unless he fights against it actively all the time and that's his new obsession so he he really i think it's a bit melodramatic the whole begging dean to kill him um, yes, one hundred percent. I mean, the they have to, in general from Sam, and this is a bit yeah. melodramatic. And they know, I think they know that, so they have to communicate it through a drunk scene. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think it does. Yeah, it does illuminate the way that he actually feels, and he he doesn't feel uh, he doesn't feel right anymore. He's always known something was wrong, and now he kind of knows what it is. I actually think it's pretty good writing that um, in the middle of a case or the middle of a hunt that 
uh, Sam's like own bullshit causes him to go downstairs and get kind of wasted in the middle of the day and like have yeah. this um, really difficult emotional conversation with Dean that he probably couldn't have when he was sober. Like, I think that's good writing. I just, I just think yeah. the execution is, is way more than desired and also leaves a lot to be desired. Yeah. In some ways that I appreciate that they, they did it because you don't get stuff like this with supernatural, mm-hmm. even though it was done poorly. Like the fact that they went for it, uh, it says something about the early show where they were trying different things all the time, or later on they fall more into a formula of how secrets get revealed and how conversations happen. Um, so this one is, you know, it's sloppy, but it's unique. Yeah, and it's, again, as we talked about earlier, like the, the, the setting and the environment and the cinematography of this, like if you're a fan of horror movies or creepy haunted house stories or haunted yeah. hotel stories or what have you, like this is this is well worth it. I really like the the ghost twist in the middle. I think that's really really well done. Definitely, like you talked about that. Um, they, it's they, a they fantastic don't... monster of the week episode. You know, it's a great episode of Monster of the Week. <laughs> it's a great Monster <laughs> of the Week episode. Um, it's it's really surprising to me that we named the podcast after the part of the show that we don't really pay the most attention. I know. To. <laughs> Oh man, but it's good. Uh, I I think it's very very well done. Again, it's mm-hmm. it's much more of a palate cleanser. Uh, right. We're gonna immediately get into some uh, some serious shit with the next episode, which is Night Shifter, and then uh, we're gonna go full like we're gonna start getting cosmic with Houses of the Holy and Born Under a Bad Sign. So I'm mm-hmm. pretty I'm looking forward to the next three episodes. We're some real good episodes coming up. But yeah, this one this one is definitely not essential, but it is uh it's enjoyable and there's actually a lot of comedy in it. With we we didn't really touch on obviously making fun of the drunk thing. Um. And the drunk thing, I mean, it's bad, but it's not as bad within context. Uh, I, I've always laughed at it. It was just this time watching it, and I was like, okay. Like, I've been a drunk mess before, and even I could do it better than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it doesn't ruin the episode. I think that's what's no. important. Like, it's such a small part, and the rest yeah. of it is so good that it doesn't actively, like, bring the rest of the episode down. If this was a 10- or 15-minute thing, and we, like... We saw him yeah. stumbling out of the hotel or whatever. Like that would be way, way worse. So we still the restraint get, um, here is really, really good. We get hungover Sam, which is actually pretty <coughs> funny. That one's handled a little bit better because he's like, "Fuck." What does um? <clears throat> what does Dean say? He's like, you know, do you want some steak and eggs or something? And yeah, he just keeps describing like really greasy, nasty food. Because uh, Sam was just puking. <laughs> That's a that's a weird thing to me. Like, um, I've I've been hungover quite often in my life. Like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna is put that... any kind of polish on that. <laughs> but I've never been like, <laughs> is it? <laughs> it should be. We've uh, done this podcast hungover before. Absolutely, and drunk. So we're doing well. <laughs> um, but like, I've I've been like nauseated or nauseous or whatever, and it's. I don't like. This is something that comes up in TV shows all the time. Of like, hey, just picture. Uh, you know, scrambled eggs and, you know, ham or whatever. And people are like, that's yeah. never happened to me in my life. I've never yeah. understood it. Same. What do you, what do you think, just... listener? Has it happened to you? <laughs> Has it happened to you, listener? Write us at monsteroftheweek.cool slash contact. <laughs> what do you think about <laughs> eggs and being hungover? <laughs> yeah, when you're, when you're hungover, tell us what you think. Do you, you think about this podcast while you're drunk or hungover? <laughs> <laughs> you, that's how we record them. Um, all right. <laughs> Well, um, we- I mentioned the episodes we're covering next week, so that's taken care of. If you want to mm-hmm. keep up with the show, uh, go to monsteroftheweek.cool slash schedule. Please, please tell all your friends that are into Supernatural about the podcast. Um, if you go to monsteroftheweek.cool, you can also find all of our social media contacts. Chris, you're on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Well, would you believe it? Uh, I'm at Local Bones on Twitter. What the fuck did I just say? Okay. 
<laughs> you did good. I like that. Um, Chris is one quarter of the delightful Chomp Chain podcast, and they uh, they talk about video games and diarrhea stories. So you should definitely Whoa. go check that out if you've been liking our our, our outtakes. <laughs> yeah, um, you, you can find it's me like on an hour long outtake. <laughs> Uh, there's like 13 minutes of outtakes on the last episode, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Like Steven um, doesn't want to come back for this one. <laughs> I think that's what it is. Yeah. I think we just ran him out with our outtake talk. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at JG Greer. Come talk to us. We love chatting Supernatural. Um, and that's it. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Autumn is Autumn is down for hosting like as much as, as we'll let her because she, she yeah. really likes it. She lives with you. This break, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She does live with me. As a matter of fact, you guys are apart so much. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we've been married for like thirteen years. So, <laughs> oh wow, really, Jeremy? How old uh, are you? It'll be thirteen in uh, May fifth. Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, That's we crazy. got married when we we're twenty four. So I am old. Mm-hmm. I don't want to think about it. I don't like to, I don't like to talk about numbers. Jeremy, you're eleven <laughs> years older than me. <laughs> Yeah, I feel that's awesome. So when I said I don't if like we to were, talk about numbers, you heard me and said, "No, let's talk about numbers some more." So, that's so good. if we were recording this podcast eleven years ago, I would yes. have to tell my parents. You, that- would, you would need to tell your. You would need to get, ask your parents permission. <laughs> Hopefully, your parents would have better internet than you. So we you cut out all the time. Fuck. Am I still cutting out? This is bullshit. Oh, you know what? I'll turn the Wi-Fi off on my phone. I always do that. Mm-hmm. But I didn't do that right now. Yeah, maybe your phone is downloading some, sh- some up some bullshit update. Oh, it's probably getting some fucking trash poles in Fire Emblem Heroes right now. <laughs> That's a fucking game. I stopped playing that game. I have soldiered... Because I've done all but three of the levels on Lunatic, so I'm like, I gotta fucking finish this shit. Yeah, Hashtag you finish your, the fight. You gotta get your iOS trophy to show off to all your iOS gaming friends. Yeah, all the weirdos that friended me on there. I'm like, I think you're all viruses. I need to stay away from you. I actually think, because um, I posted those couple of screenshots, because I named my dude in Fire Emblem Sam and Dean, and um, I oh, had a yeah. bunch of people send me their friend codes, and then I just totally forgot to add them. So, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Nikki, if you're out there, sorry. Hashtag liberal dicks. I mean, that, that again, that's our punk band. So That's definitely the name of our punk band. But it's it's gotta be female fronted, so that way liberal dicks is kind of like, it's better, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we gotta have a, a woman a front a front man on that front woman. I guess that <laughs> yeah, sounds bad. Woman. There we go. Get me out of here. <laughs> How did I get into this? Abort <laughs> this one. Dude, um, my wife just sent me a picture because she's she's in the process of packing up her car and leaving, and um, mm-hmm. right before I jumped on, uh, I walked outside to uh, walk the dogs. And one of my neighbors was screaming at another one of my neighbors. We have this like crazy batshit insane woman that lives two doors down from us. And she's like batshit insane. Um, and this woman was screaming at the two, the crazy woman. Um, Corinne is her name. So I'll probably have to beep that out. But um, she's just screaming at the top of her lungs. You're a devil. Devil, 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 devil. You're a motherfucking what? devil. Go home, what? devil. <laughs> Like it was insanity. <laughs> I popped over. Was I popped your neighbor like, I've got demon blood in me? <laughs> I 
I'm a whole new level of freak. And I'm just trying to take this this curse. <laughs> They're just screaming good at it. each other. And uh, I popped inside and like told Autumn, I was like, Autumn, there's drama. Get out of here. Because, you know, <laughs> drama is the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, drama is just like kids. I don't want my own. I want other people's shit. That's uh, right. But she just sent me a picture showing that there's cops at the crazy woman's house now. Oh, so shit. Somebody, somebody had an emergency and somebody's going to jail. I grew up next to the uh, the town drunk. Um, nice. Pam. His, like, family put him up. Yeah. <laughs> his family put him up in, like, a house next to ours. So it was just, you know, little kids running around, uh, you know, riding bikes, doing our thing. And there was just always this crazy drunk dude screaming, who was, like, legitimately a really nice guy when he wasn't just obliterated but, mm-hmm. but he always was and he was always screaming so it was uh there was definitely a lot of drama lots of cops showing up and doing their oh, thing good. and that's not that's not a funny blooper that's just the thing about my childhood <laughs> yeah it's just a guy that i grew up with that was <laughs> that was my dad uh but but the next door yeah. neighbors adopted me it didn't tell me until much later <laughs> okay are we ready hold on chris Say again nope what just, just speak the words. <laughs> I love you. I love you too. Bye. I could not read oh, her. That was sweet. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's got the door open and it's just mouthing things to me. I'm like, I don't know what you're trying to say. I'm never gonna dance again. Guilty feet have got no rhythm. No, it's easy to pretend. I know you're not a fool. Should have known better than to cheat a friend. Always the. Oh, hey, you're back. Should have known better than to cheat a friend. Or waste the. Oh, hey, you're back.